You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more. So you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Thursday, March 31st, 2022. Coming up this hour. Crude falls as the Biden administration weighs a massive oil release to combat inflation. The White House says Vladimir Putin is being misinformed about the war by advisors. Apple and Facebook mistakenly gave customer data to hackers. And global stocks are on track for their worst quarter in two years. New York City dismantles more than 200 homeless encampments in the past two weeks, plus Bird flu is spreading in the U.S. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead. I'm John Stashower in sports. The Knicks lost to Charlotte at the Garden. The Rangers won in overtime at Detroit and a surprising coaching change in the NFL. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak on Bloomberg 1130 New York. Bloomberg 99.1 Washington, D.C. Bloomberg 1061 Boston. Bloomberg 960 San Francisco. Sirius XM 119. And around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business app. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. And U.S. stock index futures are mostly higher this morning. 601 on Wall Street. And we check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. Right now, S&P futures are up four and a half points. Dow futures are little changed. And NASDAQ futures up 58. The DAX in Germany is down about a tenth of a percent. Ten-year Treasury up 730 seconds. Yield 2.32 percent. And the yield on the two-year, 2.27 percent. And IMEX crude oil is down more than 6 percent. Nathan. Thank you. And we'll have more on the markets in a minute. First, let's get to the latest on the war. Ukraine says ceasefire talks with Russia could resume tomorrow. This would follow negotiations in Turkey earlier this week that led to no ceasefire, but did have Russia saying it would de-escalate near the cities of Kiev and Chernihiv. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby says it's less a de-escalation and more like a repositioning. If the Russians were really serious about de-escalating and, and uh, the way they spun this yesterday, um, that they're trying to take the pressure off, well, then send them home. And that's not what they're doing, at least not yet. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby. Now, defense officials in the U.K. say there is still significant Russian shelling around Chernihiv, and they're holding positions to the east and west of Kiev, despite withdrawing a limited number of troops. Meantime, Nathan, it looks like Vladimir Putin may not be getting accurate information on the war. According to the White House, the Russian president has been misinformed by advisors about his military's performance in Ukraine and the effect of sanctions on the economy. Amy Morris has details from our Bloomberg 99.1 newsroom in Washington. White House Communications Director Kate Bedingfield says they have information the Russian military is deliberately misleading Putin. We believe he's being misinformed by his advisors about how badly the Russian military is performing and how the Russian economy is being crippled by sanctions uh, because, again, his senior advisors 
uh, are too afraid to tell him the truth. And Bedingfield says that's created persistent tension between Putin and his military leadership. In Washington, I'm Amy Morris, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Amy, thank you. Now, energy prices have climbed sharply since the start of the war. Now the Biden administration's weighing a massive release of oil from U.S. reserves. Let's get the latest on that live from Bloomberg's Renita Young. Good morning, Renita. Good morning, Nathan. Bloomberg sources say the White House is considering releasing about a million barrels of oil a day from U.S. reserves for several months. The total release could be as much as 180 million barrels. Now, along with the plan comes a diplomatic push for the IEA to coordinate a global release by other countries. A final decision on that has not been reached yet, but Bloomberg sources say the White House may make an announcement on the U.S. release as soon as today. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Renita, thank you. And checking oil right now, non-next crude oil is down more than 6%, down $6.54 at $101.27 a barrel. Brent is down more than 5% at $107.68. And the drop in crude is helping lift stock futures as we close out the last trading day of the first quarter. Even with recent gains, global equities are on track for their worst quarter in two years. And Goldman Sachs chief equity strategist David Costin warns the upcoming earnings season may weigh on stocks. It's been a particularly difficult quarter from a operational point of view for management. So you think about the first month of the year in January was largely uh, overshadowed by uh, Omicron. And then you had uh, the higher rates that really kicked in in uh, February. And then you have most recently the tragedy in the war in, in Ukraine. So you have these events that have really impeded a lot of sales for, for a lot of companies. Goldman Sachs Chief Equity Strategist David Costin sees less than a 2% gain for the S&P 500 the rest of the year. As Costin says, higher interest rates have certainly been a negative for stocks, and there's more to come from the Fed on that front. Richmond President Thomas Barkin says he's open to hiking rates by 50 basis points at the next policy meeting. I'm open to it. Uh, I think the question, and we'll make this decision when we get to the meeting in May, is how strong does the economy still look in terms of its ability to take rate increases and how high is inflation persisting. So I'm looking at both of those, and we'll make our call in May. Richmond Fed Chief Thomas Barkin made the comments in an interview with Bloomberg Radio and Television. Meantime, Esther George wants to raise rates at a more moderate pace. The Kansas City Fed president favors a steady approach. That's not an argument for stalling the removal of accommodation, but I do think it suggests that a steady, deliberate approach for the path of policy will provide space to monitor developments there as they unfold. Until now, Kansas City Fed President Esther George had been among the more hawkish officials at the Fed. Well, we turn to economic activity in Asia now, Nathan, where China's manufacturing activity contracted in March. The slowdown came as authorities locked down major technology and factory hubs due to COVID. Bloomberg Daybreak Asia anchor Brian Curtis has more. The official PMI fell to 49.5, contracting for the first time in five months. That was lower than the estimate of 49.8. The non-manufacturing gauge slumped to 48.4, also below forecasts. China is battling its worst COVID outbreak since the pandemic began. It's thought that areas covering roughly 30% of China's GDP are affected. Brian Curtis, Bloomberg Daybreak. Thank you, Brian. Back here in the U.S., word of a data breach at Apple and Facebook. Sources tell Bloomberg, Apple, and Meta Platforms provided customer data to hackers who masqueraded as law enforcement officials. And we get the story from Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet. 
Apple and Meta are said to have provided basic subscriber details such as a customer's address, phone number, and IP address in mid-2021 in response to the forged emergency data requests. According to the sources, normally such requests are only provided with a search warrant or subpoena signed by a judge. However, the emergency requests don't require a court order. In New York, Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Daybreak. Okay, Charlie, thanks. Right now, S&P futures are up. Uh, six points. So are Dow futures. Nasdaq futures higher by 68. Ten-year Treasury is up 7.30 seconds. The yield 2.32%. Straight ahead, your latest local headlines and a check of sports. This is Bloomberg. It's 6.07 on Wall Street. Starting to see some showers now. 47 degrees in Central Park. Still pretty quiet on the roads other than the typical uh, volume delays this time of the morning. We'll check with traffic shortly. First, Michael Bars here with more on what's going on in New York and around the world. Michael. Thank you very much, Nathan. The New York City Task Force has removed almost 240 homeless encampments over the past two weeks. It's part of Mayor Eric Adams' strategy to clean up public spaces and connect people living on the streets with housing and social services. As the mayor of all of us, including my homeless brothers and sisters, I'm not leaving any New Yorkers behind. We're moving together. And that is the goal of what we must accomplish. I'm not abandoning anyone. I'm not believing that dignity is living in a cardboard without a shower, without a toilet, living in terrible living conditions. Mayor Adams says more than 300 homeless people have accepted social services. New York City COVID-19 cases are rising again, particularly among people 25 to 34 years old. The surge appears to be concentrated in Manhattan, the most vaccinated borough. The New York City Department of Health posted a warning on Twitter saying they strongly recommend New Yorkers mask up indoors and get booster shots. A deadly strain of bird flu that's been raising egg prices ahead of Easter has been discovered in five new U.S. states. According to the Department of Agriculture, the virus increasingly is threatening American poultry exports. The influenza was discovered in Massachusetts, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, and Wyoming. Chris Rock says he is still processing the Will Smith slap at the Oscars. Rock played before a sold-out show in Boston last night. The 57-year-old comedian got a long-standing ovation from the crowd. Meanwhile, the Motion Picture Academy is now revealing that Smith was asked to leave the Oscars after he slapped Rock, but he refused. The Academy says it has begun disciplinary proceedings against Smith, which could include expulsion. Actor Bruce Willis is stepping away from his acting career. His family says he has recently been diagnosed with aphasia, which is impacting his cognitive abilities. Dr. Jagan Pillai is a cognitive neurologist at the Cleveland Clinic Center for Brain Health. There is a change in the language function of a person. Because of an underlying change happening, the language part of the brain. Dr. Pillai told ABC aphasia can be caused by an injury, stroke, or degenerative disease. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg, Nathan. All right, Michael. Thank you. Almost 610 on Wall Street. Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Here's John Stashauer. All right, Nathan, it has obviously been a much better season for the Rangers than it's been for the Knicks. They'll be playoff hockey at the Garden and not playoff hoops. And last night, Rangers won. Knicks lost. Their season-high four-game win streak came to an end. Charlotte beat them 125-114. to 114. Miles Bridges scored 31 points. LaMelo ball at 20 with 15 assists. Evan Fournier led the Knicks. 
with 30. As for the Rangers, back and forth game in Detroit. Under a minute and a half to go on the power play. Kreider slings the shot. They score. Is it Kreider or Cop at the doorstep? Kreider took the shot. It's a power play goal. We're tied at four. Miller on the ice. Cop. Panarin, far circle, Panarin, he's got Kopp, gets it to Kopp, shoots, and scores! Andrew Kopp in overtime, and the Rangers win 5-4. WEPN had at the time goal was by Chris Kreider, and that's his 46th of the year, the Rangers' fourth straight win. Some coaching news, first from Seton Hall, where Kevin Willard recently left to take over at Maryland. Shaheen Holloway was Willard's top assistant, first at Iona, and then for eight years at Seton Hall, where Holloway was once a star point guard, so Holloway might have gotten this job even if he hadn't just coached St. Peter's to arguably the greatest Cinderella run in NCAA tournament history. So no surprise, Holloway leaving the Peacocks, staying in Jersey to coach the Pirates. Big surprise last night out of Tampa Bay. Bruce Arian stepped down. He's going to assist Bucks GM Jason Light. Todd Bowles, who was the defensive coordinator and before that the head coach of the Jets, takes over. The 69-year-old Arians has had health issues but insisted that was not the reason for this move. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. Nathan? John, thank you. S&P futures now up four points. Dow futures down three. NASDAQ futures up 60. The 10-year Treasury yield 2.32%. Up next, the latest on the war in Ukraine. Bloomberg's Maria Tadeo joins us from Budapest. This is Bloomberg. Good morning. Bloomberg 1130 weather. Cloudy, breezy, some afternoon showers possible. Upper 60s for highs. We'll be in the upper 50s tomorrow, turning partly sunny and breezy. Mix of sun and clouds, low 50s for Saturday. Right now, 47 in Central Park. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business App, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. And energy stocks are dropping with oil prices as investors weigh reports that the Biden administration is considering a massive release of crude from U.S. reserves to fight inflation. Stocks in Europe are set for the first quarterly decline since 2020. Shares in big U.S. energy companies are declining in the pre-market, while U.S. stock index futures are mostly higher. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P futures up five and a half points this morning. Dow futures a little changed. NASDAQ futures up. 59. The DAX in Germany is down a tenth of a percent. The CAC in Paris down three tenths percent. And the FTSE 100 down two tenths of a percent. The Nikkei 225 in Japan was down seven tenths percent. And the Hang Seng in Hong Kong fell 1.1 percent. Ten-year Treasury up 432 seconds. The yield 2.33 percent. The yield on the two-year 2.28 percent. NYMEX crude oil is falling down six percent or $6.45 at $101.43 a barrel. COMEX gold is down four tenths percent or $8.50 at 19.30.40 an ounce, and Bitcoin little changed at $47,290. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael. Karen, thank you very much. Ukraine's president says his country's defense against the Russian invasion is at a turning point. Volodymyr Zelensky again pressed the U.S. for more help hours after the Kremlin's forces reneged on a pledge to scale back some of their operations. In the NBA, the Knicks, Celtics, and Warriors lost. The Wizards won. Coach Shaheen Holloway is leaving St. Peter's for Seton Hall just days after helping the school make history by becoming the first 15th seed to reach the NCAA Tournament's Elite Eight. In the NHL, the Rangers beat the Red Wings 
Wings in OT 5-4. In the NFL, former New York Jets head coach Todd Bowles would take over as head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bruce Arians has decided to retire and is moving into the front office. Global News 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg. Nathan. Thanks, Michael. We're at 619 on Wall Street, live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios. This is Bloomberg Daybreak, and our global team coverage of the war in Ukraine continues now with Bloomberg News Senior Reporter for International Affairs, Mark Champion, back with us this morning. Mark, good to have you with us. Get us up to speed on the state of play right now. Uh, well, you know, we had the uh, peace talks, uh, which really led nowhere. The Russians said that they would withdraw some troops in the north uh, and uh, step down operations there. Um, that didn't happen. Uh, and now uh, we essentially are uh, waiting for an, an, another round of talks, this time that will be virtual on Friday, uh, to see if uh, there's anywhere we can go. But um, essentially the Russians have made it clear that uh, they have a goal in the east to uh, take uh, the rest of two provinces that they have been at war since uh, uh, 2014. Uh, and then also uh, it's likely they'll want to keep a, a land corridor that they've already more or less secured uh, from Crimea into Russia. So it's, it looks as though those things are going to have, you know, going to be uh, being decided on the ground even as these talks carry on. Uh, we did hear from Pentagon spokesman John Kirby yesterday saying that Russia's promise to de-escalate near the northern cities of Kiev and Chernihiv may be more like a repositioning. Does that sort of line up with what we're seeing on the ground? Yes. I mean, in, in essence, the, the Russians have been uh, digging their uh, artillery and so on in around Kiev uh, and in the north for the last couple of weeks. Uh, which was a change and signified that they expected to be there for some time. Uh, so uh, they've been also rotating units up into Belarus, uh, where they, you know, came came down toward Kiev from, um, and uh, you know, partly because at this point of the war they just need to be replenished and uh, repaired. Uh, but you know, what happens to them then? Some of them are pretty put being put onto trains, um, they, you know, whether they go back to where they originally came from or around to the east to join the fight there, um, you know, that's a question. We've also heard from the White House that uh, they have intelligence that Russian President Vladimir Putin is actually being misinformed by his own military about the progress of the war in Ukraine. Do we know anything further about what's behind that intelligence? Uh, I, d I don't think we do. Uh, you know, so far the, the Americans have had pretty good intelligence. Uh, they've been right about most things, uh, certainly in the lead up to the war. Um, but exactly how they're getting that is not something that we're being is being shared. We're also expecting President Biden to uh, make a pretty major announcement later on this afternoon about a massive release of oil from the strategic reserve. We're hearing something like a million barrels a day. What's the potential impact there? What does it say about how this war could be progressing, at least to the way the White House estimates it? Well, I mean, in, in essence, the, you know, the U.S. has, has uh, uh banned imports of oil from Russia, so has the UK. Um, the really big importers have not, but uh, the price of oil, you know, is impacted and what the US is essentially trying to do is just to uh, reduce the blowback onto the uh, US economy from 
the measures that are being taken to to try and uh, you know constrain Russian revenues. Um, so uh, we're likely to see more of that kind of thing, different you know different types of efforts in order to uh, try and reduce the uh, the the, uh, the the pain that inflicting sanctions on Russia does cause to 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 Europe and the U.S. And in our last 30 seconds here, Mark, there's been so much focus from the White House on coordination with allies when it comes to Russian sanctions and punishments against Russia. When it comes to this strategic oil release, is there any sign that we could get some kind of coordination uh, from other global players in the oil market? Well, the, the the International Energy Agency is trying to uh, you know uh, do some energy diplomacy there in order to get a coordinated release uh, and to uh, you know to, to impact the oil price that way. Um, so yes, the, that is going on. How successful it will be, we're not we're, we don't know yet. And we'll be watching for that announcement from the president later on this afternoon. We'll bring it to you live here on Bloomberg Radio when it happens. Mark Champion, as always, thanks for being with us. Mark Champion is senior reporter for international affairs for Bloomberg News. Right now, S&P futures are up four points. Dow futures are down four points. NASDAQ futures are higher by 50. Ten-year treasury is up 530 seconds, yield 2.32%. The yield on the two-year, 228 we get ready to close out uh, what's likely to be the worst quarter for stocks in two years. Up ahead, more on the oil release plans from the White House and looking ahead to the second quarter as we check the five things you need to know to start your day on Bloomberg Daybreak. Bloomberg Daybreak is brought to you by Anshin Accountants and Advisors. Challenging times call for proactive advisors who help minimize taxes, increase cash flow, and create opportunities for the future of your business. Visit Anshin.com. Broadcasting live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studio in New York. Bloomberg 1130 to Washington, D.C. Bloomberg 991 to Boston. Bloomberg 1061 to San Francisco. Bloomberg 960 to the country. Sirius XM Channel 119 and around the globe. The Bloomberg Business App and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. It's 6.30 on Wall Street. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. And we're just about three hours away from the open of U.S. trading. Time for the five things you need to know to start your day. Brought to you by Interactive Brokers' simple IDKR Global Trader app. Deposit in your local currency and trade stocks in the U.S., Europe, and Asia. Start your free trial at IDKR.com slash global trader. Up first, Ukraine says ceasefire talks with Russia could resume tomorrow. This would follow negotiations that led to no ceasefire, but did have Russia's saying it would de-escalate. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby says it's less a de-escalation and more like a repositioning. Some of those troops we assess uh, are repositioning into Belarus. Uh, We don't have an exact number for you, uh, but that's our early assessments. Uh, None of them, we have seen none of them repositioned to their home garrison. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby says the southern city of Mariupol is still taking heavy fire. In the meantime, Karen, it looks like Vladimir Putin may not be getting accurate information on the war. Here's White House Communications Director Kate Bedingfield. We believe that Putin is being misinformed by his advisors about how badly the Russian military is performing and how the Russian economy is being crippled by sanctions because his senior advisors are too afraid to tell him the truth. Kate Bedingfield at the White House did not specify how the U.S. got its intelligence on Putin. 
Energy prices have climbed sharply since the start of the war, Nathan. Now the Biden administration is weighing a massive release of oil from U.S. reserves. And we get the latest live from Bloomberg's Renita Young. Good morning, Renita. Good morning, Karen. Bloomberg sources say the White House is considering releasing about a million barrels of oil a day from U.S. reserves for several months. The total release could be as much as 180 million barrels. Along with the plan comes a diplomatic push for the IEA to coordinate a global release by other countries. A final decision on that has not been reached yet, but Bloomberg sources say the White House may make an announcement on the U.S. release as soon as today. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Renita, thanks. And checking prices on crude right now, NYMEX is down 6%, down $6.41 at $101.40 a barrel. Brent is at $106.84. Global equities, meanwhile, are on track for their worst quarter in two years. Aaron Kennan is CEO at Clear Harbor Asset Management. You know, I think we're heading into uh, stormier weather over the next several weeks and perhaps months, and uh, I think investors ought to be prepared for that. Aaron Kennan says higher interest rates are a major headwind for stocks. And in corporate news this morning, we have word of a data breach at Apple and Facebook. Bloomberg News has learned that Apple and Meta Platforms provided customer data to hackers who posed as law enforcement officials. Okay, Karen, thanks. 633 on Wall Street. We're at uh, 47 degrees in Central Park, and we have an accident. Southbound Garden State Parkway. It's an overturned car. Exit 90. Details coming up in traffic. First, Michael Barr with more on what's going on in New York and around the world. Michael. Thank you very much, Nathan. New York City has dismantled more than 200 encampments for homeless people. Mayor Eric Adams says the task force over the past two weeks is trying to clean up public spaces and connect people living on the streets with housing and social services. This city is now engaged in a multi-agency mission with compassion and caring, taking our time, not rushing through this, but being compassionate to people who are experiencing terrible circumstances that they're living through. Mayor Adams says anyone removed from the encampments, most of which were in lower Manhattan, was offered a voucher to pick up their items at another location. Donald Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, is expected to speak today with a committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol. The former president's daughter, Ivanka Trump, is also expected to eventually meet voluntarily with the committee. Bird flu is spreading in the U.S. According to the Department of Agriculture, the deadly strain was discovered in five more states. States involved include Massachusetts, North Dakota, North Carolina, Ohio, and Wyoming. Since mid-January, it's been found in 23 states. The Motion Picture Academy has initiated disciplinary proceedings against Will Smith for slapping Chris Rock on stage at the Oscars. Smith could be expelled. Meanwhile, Rock performed before a sold-out crowd last night in Boston. This woman was there. He came out and he said, I'm still processing, like, kind of what happened, but let's go on with the show. And, like, he was great. He's always great. The 57-year-old comedian got a long standing ovation as he took the stage. The family of movie star Bruce Willis announced that he will be stepping away from his acting career after he was diagnosed with aphasia. The condition is impacting his speech and cognitive abilities. Dr. Jagan Palai is a cognitive neurologist at the Cleveland Clinic Center for Brain Health. Diagnosis of aphasia is pretty broad in the sense that it basically says some a person has changes in their language function because of changes going on in the brain. 
Dr. Pillai told ABC aphasia can be caused by an injury or degenerative disease. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg Nathan. Thanks, Michael. Almost 6.36 on Wall Street. Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update with John Stanshower. Thanks, Nathan. What a difference a year makes. A year ago, the Knicks finished fourth in the East. This season, couldn't crack the top ten to get into the play-in after a 125-114 home loss to Charlotte that ended their season-high four-game winning streak. Knicks could be mathematically out as early as tonight. Their coach, Tom Thibodeau, last night channeled Yogi Berra. Just keep concentrating on what we're doing. You know, get better. And then you're not eliminated until you're eliminated. And then when you are... They, you know, you assess what you want to get done. Rangers are getting ready for the Stanley Cup playoffs. They won their fourth in a row. Tight game in Detroit. Already tied three different times. And then after a Chris Kreider power play goal with less than four minutes to go, Kreider's 46th goal of the season. The game was tied at four, and the Rangers won 5-4 on an Andrew Kopp goal, minute and a half into OT. The only way the U.S. men's national soccer team was not going to qualify for the World Cup was if they lost in Costa Rica by six goals. They lost, but only 2 nothing. So the U.S. is heading to Qatar in November. The U.S. failed to qualify for the World Cup four years ago. Amazing to think that in the historically long career of Tom Brady, he's only played for two coaches. He's now getting a third. Surprise move out of Tampa Bay. 69-year-old Bruce Arians stepping down. He'll stay with the Bucks, but work in the front office. He'll be replaced by defensive coordinator Todd Bowles. The former head coach of the Jets of 10 NFL teams will have a new coach next season. To the surprise of no one, Seton Hall named Shaheen Holloway. It's new coach, former star point guard, former Seton Hall assistant. And just down the road at St. Peter's, Holloway just coached the Peacocks to the NCAA Elite Eight. John Stashower, Bloomberg Sports. Nathan? Okay, John, thank you. It's 637 on Wall Street. Time to take a look at stocks and some of the names moving in the pre-market. We're joined this morning once again by Bloomberg's Laura Wright, taking a look at the overnight action. Laura, good morning. Obviously, we've been talking about the big slump in crude prices on word there may be a major strategic reserve release out of the U.S. What's that doing to oil stocks? I'm looking at two names, Occidental Petroleum Corp down 2.75% and ExxonMobil down 2%. Now, as you mentioned, the Biden administration is planning a massive release in strategic petroleum reserves to the tune of 1 million barrels a day, which could go on for months. The upper estimates are a release of 180 million million barrels. Now, this is to combat, combat rising gasoline prices and disruption to supply following the war in Ukraine. And we've been talking, of course, about the uh, latest Chinese economic data, the slump in manufacturing. There are a lot of big tech names in the U.S. that are exposed to that. Yeah, Apple up three three tenths of a percent in the pre-market this morning. And they are exploring new sources of memory chips, potentially a Chinese chip maker for the first time, the world's most valuable company. They want to diversify suppliers to mitigate the risk of supply chain congestion. One of Apple's U.S.-based suppliers, Micron Technologies, selling off around half of, half of a percent before the bell as a result. And Tesla, well, we learned their factory in Shanghai will be closed for another day. That said, Tesla's shaking off negative headlines up four tenths of a now, we're seeing some pretty divergent movement when it comes to uh, domestic chip makers. Yeah, AMD is down 2% right now. This is an idiosyncratic move because Barclays have downgraded their rating to equal weight from overweight. Now, advanced micro devices, they 
Barclays believes that the growth trajectory is not clear. And actually, certain segments are running at elevated levels right now. And finally, I see you're watching an influencer marketing company. I've never felt older, Laura. Yeah, what does one have to do to be represented by IZEA Worldwide? Pre-market up almost 30%. It's a Whoa. small company, exactly, with a market cap just below $90 million. And this quarter, the company reported record revenue. But whether we like it or not, influencers here to stay. Yeah, I, I, I guess. Okay. Laura Wright, Bloomberg News, as always, thanks for keeping us up to speed on what's happening in the pre-market. On this final trading day of the first quarter, looking ahead to the open as a whole, uh, it's kind of flat, actually. S&P futures right now up four points. Dow futures are down three. NASDAQ futures are higher by 54 points. The 10-year Treasury up 9.30 seconds. The yield 2.31%. Yield on the two-year 2.27%. That's a spread of just about three and a half basis points. Much more to come. Stay with us. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. Bloomberg 1130 weather, cloudy, breezy, some afternoon showers, likely upper 60s for highs, partly sunny, breezy tomorrow, upper 50s. will be in the low 50s Saturday under a mix of sun and clouds. Right now, some showers and 47 degrees in Central Park. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business App, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow, and NYMEX crude oil is falling today, down more than 6%. Futures are uh, mostly higher. We go to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call, and here's Bill Maloney. Bill, good morning. And good morning, Karen. That's right. U.S. futures quiet right now. With Dow futures higher by 7 points. S&P's gained 6, while NASDAQ futures are higher by 57. The U.S. 10-year yield at 2.32%. Gold is down 5. And you mentioned oil. Oil is sinking on a report the U.S. is considering a release from its reserves. Bitcoin is trading little changed, and Hong Kong fell 1.1% overnight. Well, European markets are in the red this morning. Back in the U.S. on the economic front at 8.30, initial jobless claims, and at 9.45, Chicago PMI. Regarding earnings, look for Walgreens to report in the pre-market. And in other news, people familiar said that Apple is in talks to source iPhone memory chips from new suppliers. Wrapping things up, AMD was cut to equate over at Barclays. HP Inc. was cut to underweight over at Morgan Stanley. Live from the First of Breaking News Desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Karen? All right, Bill, thank you to hear live breaking news of your Bloomberg type squawk on your terminal, S-Q-U-A-W-K. That's a Bloomberg business flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael. Karen, thank you very much. The White House says Russian President Vladimir Putin has been misinformed by advisors about his military's performance in Ukraine. Meanwhile, Britain's defense ministry says Russia continues to pound northern Ukraine. The chairman of the House Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol said the panel is considering subpoenaing former President Donald Trump's personal phone records. In the NBA, the Knicks, Celtics, and Warriors lost. The Wizards won. College basketball coach Shaheen Holloway is leaving record-setting St. Peter's for Seton Hall. In the NHL, the Rangers beat the Red Wings in OT 5-4. NFL head coach Bruce Arians has decided to retire and is moving into the Buccaneers' front office. He's being replaced by defensive coordinator Todd Bowles, the former head coach with the Jets. 
Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg. The following commentary is from Bloomberg Opinion. Learning. I'm Jonathan Bernstein, a columnist for Bloomberg Opinion. I'll be attending a political science conference next week, and I'll be looking to learn about at least three topics I feel I could use some help with. Public opinion about the economy. Some of what is driving pessimism about the economy is a bad case of inflation. There's also knee-jerk partisanship. But given the robust job market and healthy growth numbers, the popular view that the economy is terrible still needs some additional explanation. Senate Republicans have blocked plenty during the current Congress, but perhaps they're not quite as flat-out obstructionist as I had expected. So what's happening? Have they actually backed off some? If so, why? And what does that tell us about how future Senates might act and how that would matter to policymaking? Some groups of political scientists have found fresh ways to use historical data. What I'd like to learn more about is whether there's anything in earlier U.S. history that can help explain Donald Trump and Trumpism, especially as a challenge to democracy. I'm Jonathan Bernstein. For more opinion, please go to Bloomberg.com slash opinion or OPIN Go on the Bloomberg Terminal. This has been Bloomberg Opinion. And Bloomberg Opinion commentaries can be heard every weekday at this time, and Terminal customers can read more at OPIN Go. It is 6.50 on Wall Street, and we turn to news and science and technology now with the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology. NJIT makes industry-ready engineers in more than 20 fields. If it's engineering, it's at NJIT. Learn more at NJIT.edu. And now here's us making news and science technology, engineering, and math. Astronomers have discovered the farthest star yet, a super hot, super bright giant that formed nearly 13 billion years ago at the dawn of the cosmos. But this luminous blue star is long gone, so massive that it almost certainly exploded into bits just a few million years after emerging. Its swift demise makes it all the more incredible that an international team spotted it with observations by the Hubble Space Telescope, the study appearing in the journal Nature. Bloomberg News has learned Apple is developing its own payment processing technology and infrastructure for future financial products. It's part of a plan to reduce its reliance on outside partners over time. A multi-year plan would bring a wide wide range of financial tasks in-house that includes payment processing, risk assessment for lending, fraud analysis, and credit checks. And the Securities and Exchange Commission has added Baidu to a growing list of companies that may get kicked off American stock exchanges because of Beijing's refusal to permit U.S. officials to review their auditor's work. And that's the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Nathan? Thanks, Karen. We're live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios, where it's just about 6.52 on Wall Street. Time now to check what's going on in D.C., Some of the top stories in our nation's capital include the White House saying Putin may have been misinformed by his own advisors on the war in Ukraine. The Biden team expected to lift pandemic-era immigration restrictions. And the January 6th committee weighing a subpoena of former President Donald Trump's personal phone records. Also making news, the White House considering a massive release of oil from the Strategic Reserve to combat inflation. For more, we're joined by Bloomberg Government Congressional Reporter Jack Fitzpatrick. Jack, how massive are we talking here? Uh, this would be historically large. Our, our colleagues reporting, uh, it, uh, they haven't had an announcement yet, although the president is supposed to talk about this at 1.30 this afternoon. Uh, but the discussions that have been had so far are about a million barrels a day, roughly, uh, and up to a, a maximum total 
number of about 180 million barrels. Uh, keep in mind there are about 568 million barrels total in the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. So we're talking about roughly a third of the oil the U.S. has uh, on hand in that reserve. This would obviously not be something that could completely rearrange the structure, uh, the structural issues of, of oil and natural gas availability in the world. But keep in mind, uh, you know, the, the, the expectation for the second quarter is that uh, supply would be short of demand for uh, roughly 800,000 a day. So if they're putting out a million barrels a day or so, it's the kind of thing that uh, we've already seen could make a, a difference in oil prices and uh, at least in the short term make a significant difference. And it's the kind of thing, Jack, that I think maybe it seems as though the White House is acknowledging that, yeah, inflation is really having an impact. There are political considerations here for this kind of announcement. Yes, the price of gasoline uh, obviously is forefront on a lot of people's minds. The White House uh, knows that. Uh, and also remember that the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, as sort of a short-term measure, often does reflect a political concern. They've already uh, directed on two occasions in the past few months releases, smaller releases, but in the tens of millions of barrels of, uh, of oil. Uh, so this is sort of the short-term way for the White House to flip a switch. It doesn't address everything, but it does show them taking action. And in this case, something like 180 million barrels total would be a pretty significant amount of oil. And in the meantime, Jack, we're hearing even more explicit signals from the White House about how it thinks the war is going for President Putin, the kind of intelligence that the White House is continuing to unroll here. Yeah, the description yesterday uh, by Kate Bedingfield, who's the communications director for the White House, uh, said, she said that the White House's information that Putin felt misled by his own people, his own Russian military, about what the expectations would be in Ukraine, how this would go, what the capabilities were of the Russian military. Uh, they haven't said on the U.S. side where did that start, who exactly misinformed whom and when. Uh, so this may be somewhat of an obvious reflection of what we've seen, that clearly things are not going the way Vladimir Putin expected. Uh, but that really is the, the White House line on this, that Putin was not given the right information and that at this point he, he feels that he was misled by his own advisors. Only about a minute left here, Jack. The House January 6th committee may be looking to fill in a big gap in the White House phone log. Yes, there's an, an hours-long gap uh, from official White House phone calls on January 6, 2021. Benny Thompson, the chair of the House committee that's investigating what happened on that day, said that does not align with their understanding of the, the conversations then-President Trump had with lawmakers and other people. There is a possibility, he said, that they would subpoena uh, Donald Trump's personal phone records. That would be a, a very significant step forward and one they, they are considering. Thanks for this, Jack. Good to have you with us. Jack Fitzpatrick, congressional reporter for Bloomberg Government. And you can read much more about these stories on Bloomberg.com or on the Bloomberg Terminal. And as a reminder, follow all the latest on Bloomberg Radio in Washington, Bloomberg 99.1 and 105.7 FM HD2. Karen. All right, Nathan, thank you. Well, it's 6.56 on Wall Street, and this is Bloomberg Daybreak. And March is Women's History Month. And every day this month, we are celebrating significant moments in women's history. And now with your installment for March 31st, here's Bloomberg's Renita Young. 
On this day in women's history in 1888, women's rights activists Sojourner Truth and Susan B. Anthony were among key women who established the National Council of Women of the United States. It's the oldest American non-sectarian women's organization. The group was comprised of several women's voluntary organizations with common interests in the educational, political, and social rights of women. The primary purpose of the National Council of Women in the U.S. was to act as a clearinghouse or Information Bureau for its members so they can broaden awareness of each other's activities and so they could collaborate better, reducing duplication of efforts. That's Today in Women's History. I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Radio. All right, Renita Young, thank you. Futures this morning, little change now. S&P futures, again, little changed, up barely three points. Dow futures also little changed, and NASDAQ futures up about 48. NYMEX crude oil falling down 6.6%, now continuing to extend its decline, down $7.13 at $100.70 a barrel. And we'll continue to watch crude on Bloomberg Surveillance with Tom Keen, Jonathan Farrell, and Lisa Abramowitz. For Nathan Hager, I'm Karen Moskow. And this is Bloomberg. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.